Hey, Rich, why don't you try to uh, why don't you try to mimic my words now? This is episode number eleven, season number three. Okay, of Sports Fellowship with Vox and Frank. That's Frank Knight right there. Yeah, you're Frank Knight. No, I'm not Frank Knight. <laughs> That's Frank Knight Hi. right there. Hi, I'm Frank, and I'm Dan Fox. Yes. Hi, how are you, Frank? Doing well. Doing well. Very excited for those of you that are following this uh, important process. I'm got my house on the market, and sounds like I might have somebody already bidding on it. So I like excited. it. Very excited. Very excited. But I am abundantly blessed, as oh. usual. So sounds great. Yeah. Rich, how you doing? Tired. Tired? What do you have to be tired for? Just you push buttons all day. Yeah, push buttons all day. He that's, sure does. Yeah, Rich, do. Rich is uh, donning the very interesting friend's hat. Yes, my son gave it Looking to me. Looking good. Looking good. As a present. That's our intrepid sound man, Rich Vizzallo. And uh, we are very thankful for him, as always. We uh, love Rich. Always good to see you, Rich. Yep. Same here. Little little roadmap for where we're going tonight. We're gonna briefly talk about the awards in baseball. Mm. Um, then I don't really have anything to say about the NBA. It's way too early in the season yep. uh, to really talk NBA. I'd say same for NHL, really. Yeah, and then I want to talk about uh, some co- a little bit of college football okay. as the stakes get a little higher here, and also there's been some news. Steak. There's been some news coming out about uh, the future of college football. I love steak, and then. We want to look back at week number 10 in the NFL Indeed. and then hopefully look forward to week number 11 in yeah, the NFL. especially us. Yeah. Big game. Yeah, big, big game. Okay. All right, so uh, Major League Baseball uh, has opened their award season. Uh, Frank, one of, your favorite, one of your favorite pitchers is now no longer a member of the Mets. Yes, bye-bye, Noah Syndergaard. So what do you think about Noah Syndergaard, the off-injured but flame-throwing uh, right-hander? Well, I, I think, you know, if healthy, he's certainly, you know, the flamethrower, kind of intimidating pitcher uh, that you might want in your starting um, rotation. However, I think coming off the um, Tommy, Tommy John situation, uh, he's probably not going to be as effective as you would hope the first year. So I guess the Angels are investing in a guy for, you know, uh, years after that. They're hoping, of course, for this year. But I wouldn't expect a whole lot out of Noah this year. And I think the Mets made a good move letting him pass. I don't think they should have given him the world. Do you think he's going to – well, obviously it's, it remains to be seen. But um, not everybody that comes back from Tommy John is able to be the same pitcher that they used to be. Yeah. You've, we DeGrom see, did. We see a lot of pitchers come back from Tommy John – that were power pitchers that become more finesse pitchers sure. um, afterwards because Agreed. they don't want to put the torque on their elbow anymore after having that ligament replaced. That's what Tommy John surgery is. They literally take the ligament out of your elbow, and they usually use a cadaver ligament. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they use the ligament from your other elbow, your non-throwing elbow. Right. Um, uh, but a lot, most of the time they use a cadaver uh, ligament, and they replace that uh, ligament in there. And uh, a lot of times, guys are as good as new. I mean, Jacob DeGrom's a good example of a guy who did come back strong, won two Cy Youngs back-to-back after Tommy John surgery. Uh, now he's breaking down, but I mean, he's older, right? So mm-hmm. it, it worked for DeGrom for a while. In fact, he was thrown at a higher velocity afterwards for a while. And, you know, again, he's, he's kind of suffering the consequences of that hard throwing now. But at 36, 37, that's a factor. Um, I, I think Sidney Gar is a young man, should come back well from Tommy John eventually, but it's too many question marks for the Mets to take a risk, in my opinion. And They made him a nice offer. They wanted him back, but at their price, and I think that was wise. Right. You look at uh, Verlander came back from Tommy John, and he's not – He's not the fireballer he was before Tommy John. Yeah, uh, He's a great pitcher. I'm not by any means diminishing him as a pitcher. But he became uh, more of a finesse pitcher than, than uh, he was before. Um, and sometimes that comes with age anyway. Yeah. Pitchers are a risk. I mean, they are. With Tommy John or no Tommy John. So especially flamethrowers. And so you just never know. But uh, Good for the Angels if he works out. They need to do something with their pitching. So, you know, if Syndergaard has a great year, I'm happy for him, and I'm happy for the Angels. But, I, you know, on paper, I think the Mets made a good move there. 
Okay, um, in the American League and National League yesterday, they announced the uh, the winners of the MVP awards. What do you got? Um, in the American League, Shohei Otani mm-hmm. uh, won the American League MVP. No brainer. No brainer at all. He's the first um, unanimous MVP uh, to to win since the 1990s. Um, yeah, of course, factoring in big time is him being a starting pitcher and putting up big. Offensive numbers. Right. Uh, uh, not just a starting pitcher, but a high-end starting pitcher. Absolutely. Um, and then also being putting up an insane offensive numbers as a hitter as well. So um, kudos to him. Especially power numbers. Yeah. But, but once again, it seems like he played on a team where it didn't really seem to matter. Yeah. Um, the Angels finished nowhere near the pl- playoff contention or anything kinda like, like that. Kind of like his teammate who won multiple... Right you now, uh, MVPs. Right. So, your thoughts on that? Uh, well, just that I feel it. It was again a no-brainer and a deserving uh, award. Uh, how will he continue to do that? Hard to say. What happens if he suffers a really serious arm injury? It, then it'll affect both things because if you can't throw in the outfield, that's a problem. So, I think it. it although it's fun to watch and it's a kind of a uh, novelty, it is a novelty. How long will it last for him to do both of those things? I think if he just concentrated on being an everyday player, which is more important to the team in the long run, he's better off, and then the Angels can build his pitching staff. In the in the National League, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies' Bryce Harper uh, won his second MVP award. Um, I was a little surprised. I thought it was going to go to uh, – I thought the, the player in um, San Diego – was a little more deserving. If you look at his numbers, he didn't play the Tatis. number of games. Yeah, yeah. Tatis Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like he didn't play as many games because of injury and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you uh, if you look at his numbers, they were on par with Bryce Harper yeah. and even more uh, more RBI than Bryce Harper. Uh, but if you take his numbers and project them out over the games he missed, he would have blown Bryce Harper away. I also think the importance to his team, you know, uh, you know, Tatis, uh, San Diego without Tatis, where are they? Um, you could argue uh, the Phillies without Bryce Harper. I don't know. Uh, well, they they br- didn't really without, compete for much. Right. Well, they were they they stayed in the playoff in, race in until division, yeah yeah until the very end. I mean, on Thursday the se- the season ended on Sunday before they were finally eliminated. Yeah, but he had a rough beginning, but certainly finished strong. So yeah, he hit, Jeff Harper had the numbers. He, you know. bit, he batted three thirty the last two months of the season. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, he, had over four, he had 47 RBI mm-hmm. uh, the last two months of the season. What were his total um, numbers, do you know? His, to- his total Roughly. RBI were like 107. Thank you for saying RBI, by the way. Yeah, it's not RBIs. It isn't. It's RBI. It's um, runs batted in. Right. RBI. It's not runs batted in. Um, yeah, it's not so, RSBI either. Yeah. So, so it's uh, yeah, it's run batted in, and so he uh, had he had a hundred, I think, one hundred and seven RBI. Um, he ended up hitting, uh, I think, thirty seven home runs. Uh, yeah, and not and uh, on not a great team, right? So, I think that should factor in uh, Tatis. You know, playing a team that was fighting for a division championship. Or even a wild card with a, a lot of wins, a team with a lot of wins. But they have a lot of a couple other big stars on the team too. So you can factor in that Tatis had protection, Machado right in the mm-hmm. lineup. So um, I think it was deserving for Bryce Harper. And now he he isn't loved by a lot of people. So maybe that factors into people's thinking about him as an MVP. I heard a thing today on the radio. I, I think it was our local. Uh, um, Sports affiliate, uh, twelve thirty, mm-hmm. in the Lehigh Valley, Fox where, Sports Radio. Yeah, where somebody said, you know, Bryce Harper is a really nice player, is what he is, and not the superstar that he's made out to be, and so on. Um, but the numbers proved wrong for this year, in my opinion. You know, I'd put him in the superstar category. Oh, he is. He definitely is the. The only, as a Phillies fan, the only frustrating part is that this is his third year with Philadelphia, and he has yet to make an All Star team. Um, he's been, won the that MVP now, uh, but he has yet to make an All Star. Well, team. again, a slow start didn't help his cause there. Sure, this year, but I can't speak for the other years. So, I mean, solid player most teams would want to have. Yeah, 
even at the number he's making, it's still... I was just surprised when he did go to the Phillies that it wasn't the Yankees. I just really felt that's where he'd end up because he's so made for that stadium and the Yankees can take anybody they want. Sure, sure. uh, You know, I mean, Philly's a band box to play in, so that helps his numbers. But uh, I'm not saying he's not worthy of... of, uh, Only two times in the history of baseball... for power. Baseball's history goes back, way back, to the, you know, 1800s and stuff. Um, this is the first time that um, both of the MVP awards were given to teams that did not make the playoffs. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, and that's, you know, it's kind of a mind-blowing statistic. Uh, there are two other examples of MVP, MVP winners that didn't, whose team did not make the playoffs, but this is the first time it happened in both leagues. Um, uh, Bell... For Toronto, okay. um, in the 1980s, won the MVP in on a on a losing team. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the the Phillies were not a losing team; they had a winning record. Right. Uh, I don't. I think they're. I don't think the Angels had a winning record. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think. I they don't did. think so either. They they floated around 500 for a lot of the year. Um, but then uh, also uh, the Hawk there in in. Uh, the yeah, Dawson. The, yeah Andre, Dawson. Andre Dawson in Chicago in 1985 won the MVP as well on a last place team. Okay, so that that is an interesting fact. Um, you know, uh, I was going to ask you though. Moving on from from well, first of all, MVP, right? I think it's a misnomer. Uh, they call it most valuable player, and from from what you're saying, being on a, a last place team doesn't help your cause in that aspect to win MVP. But I think it's a misnomer because it should just be, you know, a player of the year is what they should call the, the uh, award. And, you know, it, if you are the best statistically, the, the statistically best player, I think it's fair to be awarded that, you know, that honor. Um, and I, I do think that you could factor in if you're voting and you're one of the sports writers and you're voting for it, that you could factor in, hey, this guy played in a bad team and still put up these numbers, which makes it more impressive. Right, so it could mm-hmm. give you the, an, actually an edge in some level. Sure, to be that dominant on a bad team certainly speaks loud. Sure, um, for us, there's really not a whole lot to talk about in the NBA because the season is just so young, and teams are you know it, it looks like the it looks like the Golden State Warriors have picked They're up back. where they left off. They're back, um, and they're going to get better when when Clay Thompson and their young kid they took number one overall come back. Uh, come back into the lineup. Both of them are not playing right now. Right now, Andrew Wiggins uh, is playing his, his uh, lights out. He's playing better than he's ever played in his career. And Steph Curry is Steph Curry. I love Steph. I know you're not um, a huge fan, but no, I, I'm. I love. I love him as a player. Um, I love his showmanship. I think that's exciting to watch. He, he is, and it's crazy. The last two nights on the road, the the way teams have been, the, their fans have been chanting MVP for Steph Curry. <laughs> I mean, that, that just does not happen. Yeah. Um, so you know he, the fans uh, love watching him, and you know, good for him. And he's polarizing. Well, I, I think he's let. I think there's players that are far more polarizing with the way they play on the court than okay. Steph Curry. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Um, I, I'm not talking about off the court or whatever. I I tend to be a, a little bit of a apologist for Steph Curry off the court because uh, he claims to be a, a believer, and yeah. um, so you know, uh, and a, I like some the of the things that. Some of the things that he uh, he has said in the past inconsistent. Uh, no, I, I'm not even talking about the negative the, the negative side of it. Okay. But he is, has made statements of faith and things uh, pretty strong ones in the past. Mm-hmm. But then he's also there's some other things that have happened too. And Agree. I, I I don't know his heart, and I'm not going to claim to. Um, God knows his heart, and uh, but so you know somebody claims to be a believer, I'm going to you know right. I hear you. Try to support him. So, Only God knows that. Right. Sweet. Talk about faith a fair amount. Sure. But, uh, but um, so, you know, there's not really a whole lot. Other, Giannis Antetokounmpo came out the other day saying that he... Uh, Is there another Giannis? No. Okay, go much. ahead. Anyway, Giannis uh, plays in Small Market, Milwaukee, and he came out saying that he uh, may, uh, after this contract, be on his way out of Milwaukee. Mm. Um, and there was re- reaction of, you know, should... Milwaukee fans be upset about that, or should they just be thankful that he brought a championship to them? Small market. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean... That's how sports is, though. 
you know, small but at markets least have trouble holding on to the stars. The, the problem I have is when the players start acting like jerks in order to get, Agree. Uh, get uh, in order to force their like way out. Like a certain out. player on your team. Yes, is doing like right Simmons. now. Yeah. Um, or like a certain player on the Nets, currently on the Nets, did last year to get out of Houston and right. get traded to the Nets. Hard, hard, hardened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it just that, that frustrates I me. I don't like that either. You know, I think he's being he, he the way he said it was not in any way disparaging to to Milwaukee or anything like that. Okay. So, interesting idea there. Yeah, the other side of that is a player has a right, you know, to want what's right. best for him, right? I mean, he's got the talent and he's got the ability to make decisions. So. Right. At this point in the NHL, the only thing really worth talking about is Connor McDavid. Uh, Connor McDavid already has thirty points in sixteen games. That's a lot. And he's on pace to score 150 points for the season if he keeps up this pace. It's Gretzky-ish. Um, it is. It's, it's Gretzky. It's Lemieux land. And his teammate is actually has, I forget his teammate's name, but his teammate has 33 points in 16 games. Wow. Connor McDavid has scored a point in every game he's played this year. His teammate, uh, who plays the wing on his line, has not scored in every game, but he's got three more points than Connor McDavid. He's on pace to score 163 points. So uh, that Edmonton team up there with with these two guys is just phenomenal. And that's why I said Gretzky-ish, you know, because of where he plays. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that unrolls. Yeah, if you if you want to see some neat highlights, pull up. Uh, type his name in uh, to YouTube and watch. In the last two games, the one game he went one on four and just made them all look stupid, including the goalie, and scored. And then last night he went one on three and made them look silly and uh, and made the goalie look just unbelievably silly and um, scored. Well, I'm sure it's going to be great for the sport of hockey to have a star like that yeah. you know, there. And hopefully Edmonton comes back into form as a powerhouse because... Once upon a time, they were certainly that. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to move on to college college football football and talk about what is going on in uh, this week in the college land. What is going on this week in the college land? Well, one of the things is that uh, the Dan Patrick Show put out this this uh, this week, actually yesterday, that it seems like a twelve team playoff in college is um, is imminent. That if they if they don't get it locked down before J- December thirty first, if they're going to put it off to two thousand twenty five. But if they are able to get it locked down before December thirty first of this year, it will go into effect next year. Okay, uh, in the fall of two thousand. Well, actually, it's the winter. It'll happen in January of two thousand twenty two. Okay. Wait. Yeah. No. Two thousand twenty three. Yeah. Two thousand twenty three. Um, so. Um, what what are your thoughts? Do you, well, do you I don't li- want yours. Okay, right now college football has the four team playoff, and every week on Tuesday, on Tuesday evening, the the college football puts out their ranking of the top ten teams according to their thing. Right, and um, everybody kind of waits and sees, and it, every it's something everybody argues over who should be the top five, the top four teams. Right, and like right now, the people are arguing d- does. Um, does Cincinnati deserve a seat at the table? Right, heard that argument. Um, and right now they're sitting on the outside looking in at six. Um, and oh, it says three here in my thing. No, no this week they're they're at they're at six. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the schedule, may be, it says Cincinnati three at SMU. Or at home they may be ranked week. three okay. uh, by by I whatever see. whatever okay. ranking they have. I but, misunderstood. But in the college football official rankings, they're they're six. Okay, I didn't understand um, how that worked. Yeah. Number one is Georgia. Number two is Alabama. Um, number three, I believe, is Ohio State. Um, right. And then number four is, I believe, it's Oregon. Um, yeah, Oregon says four here, but then that's you said that that wasn't necessarily the case. So it's just uh, if they open it up to twelve, I, I'd like to see them open it up to eight teams. Um, I think twelve is too many, personally. Um, you know that's okay. too many rounds of of, football, of playoff games uh, for everybody. But you know I'm not going to argue with it. I love college football. Yeah, it's so. Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati, Oregon, and Ohio State. Okay. Um, so it's uh, I think 12 is too many personally, but I'm not going to complain about it when it happens. Okay. Um, I just don't think there are 12 teams that are worthy. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, that's what I was going to ask you next. So. 
you know. What about with all the players uh, moving around we were talking about last week? Will with that the transfer help portal? change that a little or no? I don't think really so. Kind of level things out a little? I think the Alabamas and the Clemsons and Notre Dames and USC's and stuff, when they're on, on their for, firm footing, uh, they are the powers of, the, of, of college football. Okay. So you, you don't know, see that changing anytime soon. I don't. You know, I don't think teams that have two losses deserve a shot at the national championship. Yeah. Personally, right? Um, I, I can live with one loss. You know, say you had a bad day. What or if whatever. one of those teams is Alabama? I think I think two losses should disqualify Alabama. Okay. Fair enough. Um, you know, if Alabama loses another one, or if they lose in the ACC in the uh, SEC championship game, to me that should eliminate them. I um, would think so, but. You know, if, if I guess if it's a close game down to the wire, there's going to be some politicking involved to, to get them that. to get them in yeah. and stuff. And you know, because Alabama is a national draw, yeah. Um, so ratings, you know, yeah, and it is. At, as Tony Kornheiser says, at the end of the day, it's a TV show, and they want to have high, high ratings on it. So I have a roommate currently, uh, guy moved in with me, friends of ours, friends. You know, he's a friend of sure, ours. Sure, great guy, and. Um, I'm not going to mention a name, but he's not as big on sports as I am, but he'll watch it and enjoy it. He gets perturbed by the wasted time in sports, uh, whether it's football. And they, they take, you know, it, he says, you know, it, it takes so much time for them to do all this stuff, right? And I said, it's a entertainment. It's more than a sport. So that's why. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely. And all that stuff. So. Yeah. So this trying to sell things. This week in college football, you've got um, number seven, Michigan State, going up against number four, Ohio State at, at Ohio State. That should be an interesting game at noon, uh, noon to watch there. Uh, Texas lost to Kansas, which was the ultimate slap in the face to, to, uh, to Texas. And Oklahoma did lose, but I don't recall who they lost to. Oh, they lost to Baylor. That's who it okay. is. They lost to Baylor. Um, and bad loss? Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad loss. Even though Baylor's a ranked team, they still sh- Oklahoma should have st- still won that game. Because one was ranked 12 and won 11, and Baylor was ranked 11 and won 27-14. Right. Well, Oklahoma, I thought Oklahoma was ranked higher than that. Well, they may have been the way you were talking about. Yeah. Like these rankings, I don't understand based on what you said. But, uh, but anyway. See that number next to them, I assume that's their ranking. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong with some of that or whatever. But, um, yeah, so, you know. Oklahoma has always had trouble with Iowa State, so that should be a pretty good game okay. uh, going on there. Um, not really a whole lot of, of great games going on. Uh, Penn State's playing Rutgers. That should that should be a walk in you the mean, park. You're not them. excited about Prairie View against Texas A&M? That no, I'm not excited about that one. I'm not excited about Charleston Southern going to, going to number one Georgia. Mm. You know, for some yeah. reason I 57 think 57 to nothing. Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> A team uh, recently, I forget which team it was, uh, was a uh, was like a sixty something point favorite, and they covered. Wow! Um, this is one of those weeks when you have kind of lopsided matchups on paper. The Cornhuskers of Nebraska are going to, going to play at number fifteen Wisconsin at three thirty, so okay. that should be interesting. Yeah. Um, How to, about your Liberty Flames? The Flames of Liberty University are playing the Ragin Cajuns of University of of uh, Louisiana, uh, University Louisiana. of yeah, down there at Lu- at Louisiana. Oh, it says and Liberty's on the bottom here. Yeah, Liberty. Is I thought they meant they were home. No, I thought. Oh, it is at Williams Stadium. Yeah. I'm it, cheating. I'm it, looking at my phone. It is at Williams Stadium in Lynchburg, Virginia. So I thought yeah. it was in Lu- in Louisiana, but I stand corrected there. Louisville ranked number Louisiana ranked number twenty two here. Yeah. So winnable for Liberty. Yeah, but not. I mean, I think it's going to be a good game. Okay, let's just put it Hopefully that way. Hopefully, it will. Uh, then uh, in the night games, you've got Oregon going to Utah State. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying that's a trap game for Oregon, uh, but I, I I don't know. Oregon needs to win that game. It's uh, a trap. You don't say it right. <laughs> yeah, but you love that I did. I do. It. I did love that you tried. <laughs> I, I do love the effort. It's a trap. It's a trap. Is it better or no? It's a trap. Oh, so, yeah. You, we got to show you that scene. I got rich with you that. You got to show the. I've sk- seen the movie. Okay. Yeah. It's the big squid guy. The big squid guy in Return of the Jedi. I remember. It's a trap. It just until you told me that I didn't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely remember. It's a trap. Um, so 
Yeah. So You're that's, right. I don't give it justice. That's okay. We, we, Frank, we still love you. We love the effort. But I can do the guy in Green Mile really well. Go ahead. Don't turn out the lights, boss. I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> I yeah. tried to take it back, but I couldn't. I couldn't take it back. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, we're going to move on to week number 10 in the NFL. So, Frank, <laughs> before we do that, why don't we transition? And when we transition, I turn it over to my friend Frank. All right. We hold this podcast as as rich mouths what I'm saying. At the Fox Alarms warehouse in Easton, Pennsylvania, they gave us this palatial studio where we hold the podcast. It is palatial too. I want to let you know about Fox Alarms. So if you're in the Lehigh Valley, Fox Alarms has been doing this for 49 years now. And what they do is burglar and fire alarms, primarily. And we want you to know that for all your burglar and fire alarms needs, you want to protect yourself, right? You you don't want to risk um, theft. You don't want to risk and be unprotected against theft and fire. Uh, These are two major things that people want to protect themselves against. So if you want to get protected against those things, Go to www.foxbrothersalarms.com. www.foxbrothersalarms.com. You go on the site and you can find out all about how to protect yourself against these certain things. You can also um, get yourself some, what do you call them again? You get their access control. Access control. I always want to say entry. Access control. And also you can get uh, cameras, high end resolution cameras that are. Uh, professionally installed, professionally set up. This is not for spying on your neighbors. This is for protecting yourself. Just to make it clear. That's why Frank gave Victor the the telescope. Victor. So he can spy on the neighbors. That's right. Well, I didn't give it to Victor proper. It was for the kids. I'm just kidding. Let's get that out there. Victor. You're going to make Agatha jealous. I don't want that. We love you, Agatha. I asked if the kids would like it, and I was told yes. Yeah, I'm purging things, and I thought that'd be a nice thing for the kids. Also, we want to let you know that you can you can not only go online, maybe you're not the computer type of person, you just like to pick up the phone. If you do, then you want to go to 1-800-FOX-BROS, B-R-O-S, 1-800-FOX-BROS. And if you call that number, you want to ask for... Mark! That's Dan's illustrious brother. So give Fox Alarms a call, protect yourself, and maybe uh, even get yourself some cameras to see what's going on out there maybe some wildlife or possibly an intruder love it yeah uh we also want to let you know about our email and so this is a great way to reach out to us and communicate with us uh, for all three of you that listen to the to the podcast we want you to go to sports with fox and frank at gmail.com sports with fox and frank at gmail.com I feel like I'm the puppet and Rich is actually talking. <laughs> so, do we have any emails this week, Rich? I'm sorry to say we don't have any emails. Rich, we didn't even get an email from that one particular person? No, we did not. But she did listen to the podcast. Fantastic. And she was pleasantly surprised. Shout out Rich's sister, whose name I always forget. Vienna. 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 We're thinking about you right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Happy to have another listener in the fold. So uh, send us an email, Vienna, even if it's about sports. It doesn't have to be about Dan. It could be about sports in general. But a bet one about Dan would be better. That's true. That's true. Finally, we want to let you know about our Facebook page. We have a Facebook page. You just go to Facebook. If you have an account, go on Facebook. Punch in the name of the show, Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank, and the page will pop up. Everything related to the podcast is on that page including the podcast themselves it's a good way to hear the podcast so you can just start with season one episode one and work your way up to season three episode 12 isn't that what it was this is 11 11 so or 12 next week yeah well no two weeks yeah so that's right we have a little news for you there dan why don't you share the news well, first of all, I want to shout out some of my students. Uh, um, that, that means I'm shouting you out there, Jacob. I'm shouting out Cole, shououting out uh, Sean, nice. shouting out Nick. Like uh, these guys are guys who claim that they listen to the podcast. 
Uh, though they keep saying, I watched your podcast, Mr. Fox. I'm okay, like, no, so we, you have, didn't. we have four listeners. No, you didn't not watch three. the podcast. You listened to the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but anyway, uh, you want to shout you guys out. We Thank you for listening. appreciate you listening to it. And you need to study harder on your history stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this is not giving you any extra credit. Just letting you know that from the door. Especially that something about sailing or something. You know, it's very important to know about sailing. Yes, very important to know about Prince Henry's School for Navigation and the sailing advances that were made there. And also my misadventures uh, on the sailboat. Um, so... Yes. Next week, uh, first of all, we want to say uh, we hope that you and yours have a wonderful and lovely uh, Thanksgiving. Go we Cowboys. hope you have some time to relax Go and, and you know eat way too much Go Cowboys. and um, spend some time with your family and those that you love, especially in this time where everybody's under so much stress and, and frustration with work and what's happening in our country and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, take some time to just relax and enjoy your family Are and those that you love. we allowed to gather as a family? Huh? Has that been approved? I'm, I'm not kept anyway, up with Dr. Fauci's, Dr. Fauci's latest edict. Here we go. Um, so so um, next week, because it is a holiday, uh, we are not going to be producing an episode of Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank. What, we're we're what, taking the week what, off. So we, we thank you for being our loyal listeners and, and following us and, and uh, being devoted. Shout out Hannah um, and stuff. But we are, are not going to have an episode this coming week. So. Instead of just listening, you know, to the new one, just go to one of the old ones. It's one of your favorites. Like, sure. You know, season two, episode 14, something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, now that we've transitioned, um, I want to uh, take a look back on week number 10. Okay. We had, a, uh, you know, again, we had some buys, so not a full slate of games. But uh, we, I'm going to start off with Atlanta. Uh, and the Cowboys. Our Cowboys really bounced back nicely from a loss to Denver, uh, and we trounced Atlanta 43-3. to Your thoughts on the Cowboys and their, their play after a terrible loss? I was actually surprised uh, by how many blowouts there were this week. Um, that really surprised me overall in the yeah, NFL. Because uh, normally the NFL is uh, a, a parody league yeah. in that the team, the, the whole thing is set up and designed to have close games and have even teams. Um, so all the blowouts that happened this past week uh, really were surprising, and the Cowboys let it off after an upset week. Yeah, the Cowboys were upset, and so many other teams, and, and like three yeah, other teams, were, were upset. There's always a week like that, and yeah. the um, the Cowboys just had ex- the exact perfect um, game plan. Uh, I give the coaches a lot of credit. Uh, I begrudgingly, I don't really like Mike McCarthy, but I have to give him credit. Gotta give him credit. Gotta give him credit. Um, for, Defense looked good for the way that the offense uh, attacked mm-hmm. the attacked Atlanta, and by the way that the defense uh, attacked Atlanta and and took away their strengths. Um, and I think our new defensive coordinator had anything to do with that absolutely. coming from Atlanta. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I was, uh, you know, Tyron Smith, our all-world uh, left tackle, did not play, so I was a little That's concerned. Odd. I was a little concerned over there with Terrence Steele starting at left tackle mm-hmm. uh, that, that Atlanta was going to exploit that, and they really didn't. So okay. um, he so played good, really good well. for our Cowboys. Um, brush, brushing over, Tennessee stays hot and uh, beats New Orleans 23-21. Tennessee losing Henry, but yet still on a roll. Mm-hmm. That Tannehill's been really playing well. They're like butter. They're on a roll. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee's looking good. I mean, they're, they're a force in the AFC, especially with Buffalo kind of dropping a little lately. Uh, Indianapolis uh, over Jacksonville 23-17. No surprise there. Kind of expected. But closer than I thought it would be. Big game for JT. Um, you know, they're, they're running back. So uh, he's really... An, in all world this year as well. The Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars are playing better than they did. They're getting better each week. Um, so I was, I was surprised that that game Especially was as close as it was. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, New England all over Cleveland, 45-7. to 7. Cleveland with all kinds of issues, including uh, um, Mayfield, you know, injured again. Not only injured, but playing poorly. Yeah. Um, Baker Mayfield came into the season. This the this was basically a prove it season for him, uh, because he's on the prep- precipice of a new contract, and he wants that big time contract, and he is not playing to that level. When we talk about the Thursday night game, I'm going to ask you a question about New England. We're not going to. I'm not going to ask it now, but uh, that's a convincing win for them. And, um, it's kind of along those lines. Buffalo 
bounces back from a couple of tough games, winning over the hapless Jets 45-17. I don't think that was a big surprise to anybody either. The Jets are just a joke, and they're starting Flacco this week, so <laughs> that says it all. Uh, then we had an interesting game. Pittsburgh and Detroit ended up in a 16-16 tie. I'll be honest and say I was glad that this game wasn't on local television here. I didn't have to watch this game. game. It was a terrible game yeah. to, to watch. It was in No Ben terrible, Roethlisberger. Right, no Ben worth. Roethlisberger. Terrible weather. It was cold and True. rainy. Uh, the fans that were there were miserable mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Especially after the game. And uh, both quarterbacks played terribly. Yeah. Um, Ben uh, Mason Rudolph, Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger's uh, backup, played very poorly. Yeah. And it looks like another team is about to give up on uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, the quarterback from Ohio State that was drafted highly by Washington and then cut at, at, in the middle of his second year. And then he signed on with Pittsburgh for, elite, uh, for a minimum deal. And the, the Pittsburgh coaches have blatantly said that he's lazy and doesn't really want to focus and play. Mm. And they don't, they, they're about to cut him. Okay. And all that going on, and yes, give credit to, to Detroit that they were able, this is a non-loss for them. Uh, and a non-loss is better than a loss. Yeah. It's, it's not as good as a win, but a non-loss is, is a step in the right direction. In our picks, we count it as a loss, right? A tie. Well, we counted as a tie. Okay, I wasn't sure how in, you did it. In a survivor pool, it's counted right. as a loss, but in, it's counted as a tie in our picks. Okay. Um, but um, it just kick. Both teams had chances to win in regulation, and then chances to win in in overtime. It was just ugly. Yeah, I saw bits and pieces of it because I watched Red Zone. Uh, how about Washington? Pulls what I would call an upset against Definitely Tampa Bay, twenty nine nineteen. Washington finally put a game together where they actually kind of played really well. Well, and Tampa Bay coming off a bye, this was a surprise even on the road. What was surprising to me is how um, poorly Tom Brady played. Yeah, he didn't Tom, have a good game. Tom Brady threw two terrible interceptions that were both on him. It's not like the ball was tipped and then a guy, a guy caught it because it was tipped. Yeah. He threw the ball twice to uh, to. Washington players. Yeah. Um, and that cost them the game. Is Washington's defense maybe starting to rise up a little bit now? And that well, I hope factors not. in? Yeah. I, I hope not because Dallas has to play Expected them twice. more out of them is what I'm saying. Right. So, uh, Carolina all over Arizona without, uh, without Kyler Murray, without Hopkins. So, is that the reason? Car- yes. And Carolina gets, uh, you know, their running back back, McCaffrey, pretty much rolled 34 10. And, and of course, Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton came in and scored two touchdowns, one passing, one one rushing. Cam is back. So, well, I don't know about that. Well, he's back. Whether that well, matters, yeah. we don't know. Uh, the Chargers, uh, Minnesota beats the Chargers on the road, twenty-seven twenty. I can't figure the Chargers out with Herbert. You know, figured they're going to be a much better team than they are. Me too. Uh, I thought that they played better on the road, but you know, give credit to 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 Minnesota. They put put the game together. And uh, give Zimmer the credit for holding back that Chargers offense. Actually, Minnesota's kind of similar in that aspect. You expect more than what you get from them a lot. Uh, the Philly, the, the uh, Eagles uh, won a game, 30-13 to over Denver, who just got done beating up on the Cowboys the week well, before. Well, it was like uh, the, the game against the Cowboys was a blowout for the Broncos, an upset and a blowout. And it just seemed like some little things happened and it just started snowballing and got completely out of control. And it seemed like the the exact opposite thing happened against the Broncos with the Eagles. It was in Denver, so it's a little surprising. It seemed like the the ball got rolling in the Eagles' favor and they took full advantage of it. I'm not uh, belittling their win or anything like that. And they maximized uh, their advantage and, and blew the blew the Broncos out. I will say that uh, it seems like uh, Jalen Hurts is starting to connect with uh, the uh, Devontae Smith, their first-round pick. You see that kind of developing now where they seem to have be in sync? I just keep watching Devontae Smith push off and not get called I hear for you. it. Yeah. All right, so then we have uh, Green Bay and Seattle. This is a game where you have Aaron Rodgers and you have uh, Russell Wilson both coming back after time off. And it was kind of ugly. Seventeen to nine, Green Bay beat Seattle. It was snowing at some point. It was. Rodgers didn't look awful, but no. But he is not playing up to his MVP level that he played last year. 
Um, and Russell Wilson just came back too early. He has no business being out there uh, this early. He should have just, you know, Mr. Unlimited. Um, that's what he calls himself, Mr. Unlimited. He had to come back early. It wasn't because, a good showing. You no, know, not at all. Not. Rogers, like I said, played decent, but they couldn't. They ran the ball at the goal line into the end zone, and so his numbers didn't look as great, right? But he was getting it down the field. And so, they lost. Uh, COVID their, didn't seem to affect him a lot, but he did say he was tired afterwards. But interestingly enough, they lost their lead running back in, That's in true. Green Bay. How long, though? At least two weeks. Yeah. And Dylan played well in his in his place in uh, Aaron sure. Jones' place. Sure. Sunday night football featured Kansas City and, and Las Vegas, and uh, I, I was lone wolf in Las Vegas in this one. They got crushed, forty-one fourteen. But it was close for a while. Mm-hmm. So Kansas City back. They think they're <clears throat> back to their old selves. I think this week will be a bigger te- uh, test against for them Cowboys. against the Cowboys. The Cowboys' defense is playing better uh, than the than the Raiders are. And in, uh, and we'll talk more about this week coming up here in a few minutes. But uh, I'm not ready to say the Chiefs are all the way back. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I lone wolfed the Philly game, too, by the way, and won that one. So, you know, I had my moment. Uh, so then we had the L.A. Rams on Monday Night Football at San Francisco. This one really surprised me because San Francisco just has not been impressing anybody. But, boy, were they all over the Rams. Absolutely. Can't figure the Rams out. They just ran the ball and pounded the ball right down it the Rams' did. throat. Yep. 31-10 was the final. And then it, Ma- Matthew Stafford reverted to his uh, Detroit Detroit days. Mm-hmm. It's like he was pressing and trying to get the ball downfield. Doing foolish things, right. too. That's what I'm saying. And he was trying to, to win the game, you know, make up, make up big, like 10 points in one play and stuff by uh, by t- trying taking huge risks and I I'm sorry this, this is why <clears throat> um I just think that a le- a leopard doesn't change his spots and uh, fair point I I like Stafford from an ability standpoint but he made some dumb plays in the last 2 weeks one where he was in the end zone 2 weeks ago and spun around and just threw the ball up for grabs intercepted and he kind of did a similar thing this week I can't remember exactly how the play unfolded, but he never should have thrown the ball, and it was intercepted. You can't do that. Sure. Especially in your own you know, end zone. So that was week 10 as far as uh, you know, sum, up, sum up of the games. And here's how we did. Uh, Dan, you and I were both 7-6 and six for the week, and Brandon took the week 8-5. and five. That puts Brandon at eighty nine and fifty one for the season. I'm at eighty eight fifty two, and Dan, you're at eighty one and fifty seven. So close, we're all close. And then in the lone wolf battle, as I mentioned, I picked Philly, uh, so I was one and one in my um, lone wolf, and Brandon went one and zero oh because Brandon took the Minnesota Vikings over the Chargers. We didn't. And Dan, you didn't go out on a limb, so you were oh no. For the season, I'm fifteen and eleven. Brandon's seven and three, nice percentage, and you're four and eight. Well, can I just say about the lone wolves that sure. I make my pick first? So okay. you know, I, I, don't, I don't ever make I'm, my picks just, based on what you do. I'm just saying, you know, I make my pick okay. first. Fair enough. Week, so. Duly noted. Um, Duly noted. I mean, I'm not trying to not take. Hey, I'll happily. Go I'm just first. saying, I'm not trying to not lone wolf. Fair I'm, enough. I'm making my pick and. You know, sticking with it. But Same here. But yeah, you can I, I'm not accusing not. you of anything. Okay. I'm just saying that, you know, yeah. it may not seem like I'm going out on a limb and taking, you know, lone wolf, but I'm, I'm making my picks. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Okay, same here. So, I guess that brings us to another week. NFL week number 11. Excellent. All right, here we go. Week 11. And we've got Brandon's picks what, here. Don't you want to talk about the Thursday night game? Oh, yeah, Thursday night. Thank you. Yeah, so New England and Atlanta. Atlanta takes another thrashing as New England really handled them. Shut them out. Starting to really like what I see out of Mac Jones. I see a lot of similarities here in the way that they're running the offense. A lot of short passes, safe for Mac Jones. He's starting to be more comfortable. Uh, New England's defense doing what they do, which is, you know, pretty much um, being solid. And I feel like New England's starting to make a run here and be a force in the AFC. Atlanta, very sketchy team. 
hard to really read them, but they're not that good. I think Atlanta is going to greatly regret the fact that they were up uh, high in the first round of this draft and they did not draft a quarterback. Mm. I think they're going to regret that uh, because they had an opportunity to, to draft Matt Ryan's successor yeah. and put him in place and give him time to learn. Um, and they chose uh, to go with uh, Michael with um, with Pitts, the the all world tight end. But yeah. an all world tight end without a quarterback is not a whole lot of good. Yeah, well, I mean, the way they're doing now, they might have a pretty nice pick next next year to grab a QB. I but this is not going to be the quarterback rich draft that this one coming up that this past one was. Yeah, what did you think about the game last night in general? Um, obviously, I love the position that Belichick is putting. Uh, putting his quarterback in. Uh, Mac Jones, uh, is. I thought that he was the, the most NFL-ready um, of all the quarterbacks coming in, c- coming out this like year. Um, and um, I still would have taken um, the quarterback from Clemson that, that uh, Jacksonville took number one overall. But I would have taken, if I was uh, San Francisco sitting there at number two, I would have taken Mac Jones number two overall. Jones had an efficient night, 22-26 for 207 and a, and a touchdown. Now, he did throw an interception. It was kind of a bad one, but that happens. Um, Didn't he run for a touchdown, too? Uh, let's see. I thought he did. It doesn't um, show I could be wrong, here. but I thought he did. Uh, doesn't show that he did, no. You know, uh, it's, it's New England is doing what they have done for a while. It, like, their running game, they have... Uh, you know, kind of even numbers between Stevenson and Harris, and nobody scored. But you know, it, their kicker was the star of the night, actually, if you really look at it. Um, but you know, they play solid defense. They run the ball effectively. They do. They do kind of a safe offensive right. approach, and it works for them. They take the pressure off the young quarterback and don't make him have to carry the team. Yeah. So the Patriots sit seven and four, and there they are, right in the mix again. We'll see what happens, and it might give Belichick a little bit of a... Only one game behind the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I mean, uh, so Nick Folk was the star of the game, as I was saying, four for four. But to put the brakes... To put the brakes on with New England, New England's next four games will totally tell the tale. Yeah, they play Tennessee, they play the Bills twice. Yeah, Um, they you know they were talking about it last night. It's it's I'm. I'm not ready to crown them, sure. uh, uh, but Bill Belichick has done a nice job so far, but they've beaten a, a lot of bad teams. Yeah, so, fair, you fair. Know. Okay. All right, so that's Thursday night, and now we'll, we'll go back into talking about week 11. Yes. So uh, Indianapolis is at Buffalo. Uh, I like this matchup, two good defensive teams. Um, Buffalo is a seven-point favorite at home. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo hasn't been playing great lately. Indianapolis, on the other hand, has looked pretty good. they got a nice running game and so on. Uh, Wentz has stepped it up. I would like to go Lone Wolf here, but I'm going to stick with Buffalo and feel that they this is a game they must win. So at home, I don't see them losing it. I'm with you. Baltimore is a six-point favorite in Chicago. I'm going to take the Ravens. Yeah, me too. Not much to talk about here. Chicago's a mess. I kind of like Baltimore. Um, Detroit is at Cleveland. Now, this doesn't say much for Detroit because Cleveland's a 12-point favorite. I'm still going to take Cleveland. Hard to imagine Detroit winning this game, uh, especially with what Cleveland can do on the ground, so I'm with you. Right, even without Baker Mayfield, which it looks like he's if he does play, he'll be a He'll be a shell of himself. Yeah. Um, I still think Cleveland's defense is good enough to win this, to win this By the game way, I was remiss. All three of us have picked the same so far. Okay. So Brandon was on board with the other two. Next, we have Houston at, we mentioned Tennessee, and Houston obviously a hot mess. Tennessee a 10-point favorite at home. Again, I'm riding with Tennessee. Give me yeah. the favorite. Hard to imagine them losing that game. Myself and Brandon also taking Tennessee. By the way, last week when we did the picks, the first five picks, we all were in agreement, and they we all we won all of them. It was interesting. Green Bay, uh, actually a one-point favorite in Minnesota. This is a tough one to call. So I'm going to ride with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. You know, Rodgers typically owns the teams in his division, and Minnesota just too fluky. I'm going with them, too. So we're all in agreement. Also, Green Bay is getting a couple pieces on their offensive line back this week. There you go. Miami, three-and-a-half-point favorite at the New York Jets, Jets, Jets. 
Give me the dolphins. I'm going to take the fish. Yeah, you know, uh, that would be the smart pick. Brandon took the Jets, and I'm going to go with them too, making you Ow! the lone wolf. So, yeah, I just think the Jets put it together this week with Flacco, and they can beat a Miami team. Oh, man, you guys are pretty flippy. You guys don't, are thinking it's Flacco of the Super Bowl years. This is not that Flacco. This is the terrible Flacco that couldn't quarterback his way out of a paper bag. Yeah, I hear you, but I'm liking the Jets this week at home. Miami is too tough to call. New Orleans, speaking of tough to call, at Philadelphia. Philadelphia, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They're kind of feeling good about themselves right now. Unfortunately, and I do this with great reluctance, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles fly, Eagles fly, on the road to yet another... No, no, okay, um, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say yet another loss. Uh, But, um, (laughs) no. um, I would have liked that. I'm going to... I'm going to go with the Eagles. Dan likes the Eagles. Now, Brandon likes New Orleans, and so do I, which would make you the lone wolf. Yeah, so I don't have a lot to say. I just think New Orleans is a much better team, and we'll Um, see. You need to check the injury list. Why? Who's hurt? Uh, There's a number of New Orleans players that are not playing in this game. Still going with them. Okay. Hoping for a big day out of Smith and a loss for the Eagles. Next, we got Washington coming off a nice win against Tampa at Carolina. Carolina, three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking the Carolina Panthers. K- give me Scam Newton and uh, and Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Have to agree with you, and so does Brandon. We're all in agreement. Next, we got the 49ers, a six-and-a-half-point favorite in Jacksonville. It's not much of a spread for you know what should be. I'm going to take the 49ers. I think they're going to pound the ball and pound Jacksonville into submission. You would think so, and so do I, and so does Brandon. How about the Cincinnati Bengals at Las Vegas? They're a one-point favorite, Cincinnati. I'm going to take uh, the Raiders. Give me the Raiders at home. Okay, so Brandon's picking Cincinnati, and so am I, making you... The lone wolf. Look at you this week with all the lone wolves after what you said. It just so happens. Next, the game of the week for us. We're all going to be gathered at Dan's house for this one, especially our friend Hookie, who loves his Kansas City Chiefs. The Dallas Cowboys at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This breaks my heart to do, but I'm going with the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't blame you. And Brandon feels the same way, making me Ow! picking my cowboys. I'm the lone wolf. How about them cowboys? We'll see. I, I just not convinced that Kansas City's got it back together yet, and our defense has been playing pretty well. So if we go with the game plan, I just feel like without Tyron Smith mm-hmm. uh, over at uh, on the tackle, and then now um, now that uh, our boy, the wide receiver. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, okay. Our lead wide receiver is not playing Cooper. the next two games. Yeah, Amari Cooper is not playing he's, the next two he's games. He's not our lead wide receiver. He, he statistically, he is, he's the statistical uh, targets and receptions are lead wide receiver. Fair enough. So, I like another guy better. Well, you can like him, but Dak doesn't. So He will this week. Oh! Well, well the next two weeks. Well, this week and, thir- uh, and Thursday. Sunday and Thursday. All right, so I'm picking my Cowboys. Since we're not because off, don't, I'm a don't we have to pick next week, too, since we're off? Well, I didn't write them down, so. Okay. Well, we could if you want. Okay, I'm just asking the Maybe question. You could, like, tell a story while I write all the games down. Okay. <laughs> but Brandon didn't give his picks. All right, I'm so. just asking the question. All right. Trying to ask all the good questions. Yeah, I mean, I wish we'd thought of that before. Maybe That's too far out to pick. I say we just skip them. Okay. Arizona is a two-point favorite at Seattle. I am going to go with Kyler the Murray's Seattle Seahawks because I don't think that Kyler Murray is going to play. You don't. Yeah, you know, I read something that said they might very well hold him out one more week, knowing that they have a bye after that Correct. and so on. So, Right yeah. now he's listed as a game-time decision. Just wondering if the Wilson we saw last week is the Wilson we'll see this week, and I think it will be. I like Arizona's defense. Defense travels, so I'm going to lone wolf this one and take the Ow! Arizona Cardinals. Going out on a limb. Okay, let's go. In, and Brandon, of course, took Seattle. That's why it's a lone wolf. So Sunday night football. 
We got the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Yawn Fest against the L.A. Chargers. Now, I guess Ben's going to be back, right, for Pittsburgh. Supposedly. And, of course, the running game. But the Chargers at home, five-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to go with the power company, and I'm going with the Los Angeles Super Chargers. I like the pick, Dan. I like uh, the Chargers, too. Making Brandon Ow! the lone wolf as he took the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Stellars. Yeah, they're, they're just not themselves in spite of Tomlin's great press conferences. How about this? Monday Night Football. Interesting matchup for my money because it's Brady against the Giants. We got the New York Giants at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay at an 11-point favorite. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. My reasoning for that is them coming off a loss and knowing Brady and so on. And the team won the Super Bowl last year, so I say they put it together this week. And although the Giants are no pushover, I think Tampa Bay you know, pulls away in the second half and wins the game fairly easy. So I think it would be a game at halftime, though. That's my feeling. Who did Brandon so Brandon pick? also took Tampa Bay, so we're all okay. in agreement. All right? All right, that's I like your it. week 11 games. I like it. Our picks. I like it a lot. Yeah. Dan, you can do some catching up this week, bro. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. At least to me, anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not in first place, so I'm not the one you want to catch. All right. Well, at this point, we're going to wind down the podcast. And when I wind down the podcast, turn it over to my friend Frank again. I want to let you know about our church. We attend First Baptist Church over in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. I'm going to say a little back on, but it's Phillipsburg, New Jersey. That's the mailing address. And First Baptist Church, we meet at 10 o'clock on Sunday. We're meeting in person, of course. We do, though, however, have the option, if you want to just check us out online, there are options there, too. Go to www.fbcpberg.org, www.fbcpberg.org, and there you can find out all about our church. When you open up the page, you see typically our pastor um, right there in the middle, and then... What do you see, Dan? You also see all the access to all the activities and different uh, departments we have in our church. We have programs and things for people from um, from the cradle to the, to the senior saints department. Amen. So this Sunday Speaking we ha- we have saints. our senior saints uh, Thanksgiving celebration this Sunday. So that's going to be exciting and fun to be part of and be around. So um, we have we also have access to. Um, all of our sermons, uh, all audio and most of the, most of the video for our, our past sermons and services and stuff. Um, so please check that out, see what we're about. Uh, but if you live in the Lehigh Valley area, uh, we'd love to see you. We'd love to, you to check us out and see us uh, live and in person. That would be fantastic if you uh, stopped by around 10 o'clock and joined us. Uh, or a little earlier. Yeah, well, a little earlier is okay too. But well, is perfect. Rich, church starts at 9.30. Yeah, Rich. This, this 9.30. Might, might be on time. Church yeah, starts. If he shows up at all. Um, anyway, then... Um, He's rolling his eyes. Also, when you come to our church, when you know, there, you'll be, get get a bulletin. And in the bulletin, there's a tear-off part that we call the communication card. And if you have any prayer requests or anything like that, we ask that you fill that out, the communication card. Uh, and for and the that's on the person. page, too. Right. You know, and on prayer requests and sermon responses. Right. On, our, on our web page, you can also uh, access the virtual... Uh, communication card. And no matter whether you live locally um, here in the Easton, uh, Phillipsburg, Lehigh Valley, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, um, or if you live in Germany so, or something like that, we would love it if you would, if you uh, are feeling the need to, uh, for some prayer uh, or would like to just share something with somebody or going through something, feel free to fill out that, that virtual communication card because we're here for you. Right now we're in the book of Corinthians when Pastor Tim uh, gives a sermon, and it's just Second Corinthians, and it's just fantastic uh, and so relatable, the things that uh, Pastor Tim has been uh, preaching on. We just love to hear the word from, from, right from the Bible that Pastor Tim gives to us every week. And so check us out. Um, if you, like I said, feel comfortable just doing it online first. We've got a lot of newcomers come to our church, and it's just such a blessing to see it grow. We love sports, but we love Jesus more. So we'd love to see you at First Baptist Church where we're making more and better followers of Jesus. Shout out Pastor Tim. Shout out Pastor John. Shout out Pastor Doug, the boss. 
Um, and Ali Goshevsky, uh, uh, who is Gracie's mom, uh, we are very thankful for all of you and, and your impact and the, the, all the great things you do and the hard work you put in. Yeah, we love all you. So check us out. All right. Well, uh, we want to thank you again, our listener, for putting up with our silliness and, and listening. Uh, thank you for those of you that are faithful. We'd love for you to uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we'd also love it if you uh, would leave us some feedback there on the on the uh, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Uh, leave us maybe just the a little, Facebook page uh, or email. Yeah, or even you know on the place you get your podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or whatever, you can leave a little comment there. We'd really love that if you'd give us five stars and um, and leave that comment. We'd really appreciate that. But without any further ado, may the love of Christ fill your heart. Peace. Football, baseball, tennis, basketball, even sports exotic. Oh. You get guys in soccer and if it's a sport, they've got it. Yeah. They have weird conversations about anything they think. Oh. They have so much in common, it's like their brains are in sync. Twins. We got Fox with the jokes. We got Frank with the knowledge. Oh. They care about all ages. They talk about pro league and college. Is. They have that high quality content talking about the teams with their big boy shoes and their big boy dreams on. <laughs> Yeah, you know who it is. Sports Fellowship. Number one. Follow Fox and Frank now.